Welcome back, everybody, to Thanks for Your Concern. You are here with Berenice. And I'm Ella. And we're also here with Adam today. Thanks we for have having a me guest. On. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. It's been, what, like two years since I was on last? Oh, my God. Are we that old? Yes. Yes. It's been two years. Check out that episode, too, if you want to do a twofer. Yeah. It's an episode with Adam Tiller and Pedro, and we had a little fun. Mm-hmm. And now it's like two years later. What have you been up to? I'm just a lot of the same, to be honest, but probably... Probably more travel for comedy and just trying to do as much stand-up as I can. But I quit my job recently, so I'm pretty excited about that. You had a good job, too. I did have a good job. So that's good. It... I could not handle it anymore. Like, it's hard. It's, it's really fucking hard. The cubicle life is just not. No, not it. <laughs> Once it was like come back to the office full time, I was like, I gotta I'm go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. We always do an update, and mm-hmm. so my update is that we had to start going in office this week, mm. and we had our big kickoff, a yearly kickoff about how we're gonna make eighty-five billion dollars or whatever. <laughs> and they did, for whatever reason, they did jokes. Uh, like, everyone had oh, pre-written jokes. Oh. And when I say these are the worst jokes I've ever heard, I literally had an existential crisis. Like, I, I think I need to quit my job. I literally <laughs> thought about walking out. Like It's I was like beyond very... dad jokes. Well... It's just one of those things where it's just like... Ella texted me and she was like, I can't be here. Like, this isn't my life. No, I literally... <laughs> it, it just was like, it's just not me. It's not me. I was, yeah. wasn't loving it. The jokes were really bad. And they started off with a really bad joke. And like, I've seen people bomb. Not in this setting. Like, there was like... Were they doing well, though, still? Like, people were like laughing at no, the jokes? No, 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 no. No one was laughing they at were the just jokes. Ter- like, they were yeah. just... So no one was laughing at these jokes. So they would like hit a punchline and then silence. <laughs> Oh. And I was fucking laughing because I was like, that's where the laughs go. But yeah. nobody knew that was a fucking punchline. Yeah, you were laughing because it didn't work. Because yeah. it didn't work. And I literally, like, this whole thing was like eight fucking hours. And they probably had like 50 <gasps> jokes that all bombed. Oh, no. And I literally, like, went to the bathroom and I was like, fuck, like, I think I need to get out of here. Yeah. Like, I hope I get laid off at this point, like, so that I have to go do something else. Corporate comedy is a weird look. Mm-hmm. Like, Sometimes just internal. Sometimes you laugh because, like, you pay me to be here. So yeah, I'll laugh. You know? oh, <laughs> for sure. That's, exactly, yeah. That's just, like, called doing your job, yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Being polite, pleasant. Your boss is the funniest bitch I've ever met. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's some people, too, they genuinely think they're super funny. And then, like, I always get this after shows. Like, some guy will come up to me mm. and be like, hey, man, I really like what you're doing. I was like, thanks. He's like... You know, I've always wanted to be a comedian, too. And people tell me all the time that I'm super funny. I'm like, that's great, man. You should try. He's like, no, I'm like, I'm funny in life. And I'm like, okay, like, what are we doing right now? Are you, are you telling me, like, you could do my job if you wanted to, but you don't do it because you choose to? Like, it's a... No, I can relate to that. I think I'm more funny on the spot. Like, I... I think you could be a comedian if you wanted to be. I honestly... The biggest thing is that I'm, like, anti-gatekeeper when it comes to comedy. I tell everyone, no, you should do it because... First of all, people will be like, I could do what you do. And I'm like, no, 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 do it. And do it. Yeah, I'd love to see it. And do it it better. Yeah, I'd love to see it. Get it, it, brother. Yeah. But they never do it, obviously. Yeah, Yeah. the doing it is the hard part. Right, yeah. (laughs) That's like, there's a lot of people that could for sure, but it's also like, you don't. So it's, that's, that's part of it. I mean, getting up every night and like, Going to dirty bars and comic like it's not a, a glamorous lifestyle. No. no, it takes a certain type of person to want to do that regularly. Some grit, some I, delusion. The thing that's funny that I think might surprise people, at least with my comedy, 
I feel like my fans are no, not who I write for. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I write for people my age. But the people that come up to me are, like, middle-aged men, old women, and, like, like just people. I'm like, okay, I love that you're 80 years old and you, like, laughed at my anal joke. We love that for me. But <laughs> now I'm uncomfortable because you remind me of my grandma. Yeah, it's super weird. Yeah. Yes. You never know who. I, I feel like I'm, like, a lot of, like, younger male comedians are, are getting into my comedy. And it's like. That's I'm happy that you're into my comedy, but at the same time, this isn't who I want. Yeah, <laughs> like, like it's I, weird. Like, there, there's something about audience that I've been learning because I've been on TikTok a lot. That it's like you run into your friend stuff, right? So my friends know me; they see me, they like my stuff. But once a week, my friends will bomb my. I know they're not looking at my TikToks because once a week, I'll get a notification like Ariana or Ella just like like ten things, and I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't, li- I wouldn't necessarily sit there and because I know you and I know your stories. But my audience is just like different people. Oh, so yeah. yeah, I'm like, you're my friend. You're not my audience at this point. It's such a black hole on TikTok. Yeah. Too. Like yeah. you don't know. I mean, are you getting crazy DMs from people? No, everything's been pretty positive. But I just think like I've landed in the good niches. Yeah. And that when I get like one hateful comment, I'm like, ah, I made it. You know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm like with it. And then other people come for them. And I'm like, this is amazing. If you get a good fight in your comments too on TikTok, it'll blow like... Yeah, we we put up a video uh, for my podcast about like DUI checks, like mm-hmm. what you should oh. do if you get a pulled over for DUI. And I had an attorney like I went to law school with and oh, yeah, she was telling us that. it was it was like really cool. But we took this clip talking about like what you should and shouldn't do when you get pulled over. And these people like she she basically said, like, don't discuss what you did previously throughout mm-hmm. the day. Just answer the questions you have to answer, but don't give them any more information. And people were like, fuck that. Like, if a cop pulls you over and you act like that, you're going to jail right away. Like, all this shit. And people are just, like, banging heads in the comments. And it's just like, like, it just keeps going up in numbers. I'm like, well, it's fine with me. Like, I don't. boosting my algorithm. But if you watched the whole thing, you would would take no issue with what it said. And it was unintentional, too. You know, it was just like, this was the 60 seconds we could put in there. I'm here. I'm I'm happy to be here. Oh, yeah, we haven't recorded together room. in a minute. Yeah, I'm in the room. Happy you were in New York? Too. Yes, I live in New York. What um, part? Brooklyn. I live in Brooklyn. How do you like it? I like it. It's been an uphill battle sometimes. But it's like, I actually checked in with Ella's aunt right before moving there. And she explained it like the best way there is. She was like, it is challenging, but rewarding. So like when I'm doing really good in New York, I'm like, damn, I'm thriving in New York. And then when I'm doing really bad in New York, I'm like, I hate it here. Like, why did I move here? Like, can I make it here? But overall, yeah, it, it's been good. It's been an adjustment What part period. of Brooklyn are you in? Um, I don't want to let the people here know. I'll tell you later. Like stalkers. <laughs> Just oh really? No, um, <laughs> not that I know of. But you know, I, have one. I like some things. I like to keep. Like I went there in April, and there's aspects of living in New York, like riding the train late at night and shit. Like it is. Yeah, and I would say I was more like fearless when I first moved there, but now I, I the whole vibe. Yeah, you. The train is just a scary place to be regardless. You just kind of have to be like on your toes the entire time. I feel like you have to be on your toes all the time in New York. Like people are got to, uh, to get you. Shit. I, fucking you have to be like that in Seattle now. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> that, it, you don't have a car right now. So you're oh, like... my God. I have to bust down my whole transportation situation. Oh, so basically after I had like an existential crisis at work, I go home and this dude legit assaults our bus driver, stops the whole bus and I'm like, motherfucker, I want to get home. Like, I almost stepped in and I'm like, not the person to step in. But I literally was like, 
we got to get this moving. Like, I don't want to be involved in this. So, yeah. There's this big thing in New York where it's, like, a lot of people that, like, either jump in the train tracks or, like, are looking sad. And people are like, don't jump. Like, I got places to be. Because, like, it obviously stops the service for, like, a couple of hours. (laughs) (laughs) I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah. And it's so, at least when I was there, it feels like you're behind in New York. Like, if your battery starts going on your phone, like... You're, you're like, that's your lifeline for everywhere you're going. And so, like, if the train's slow, you don't really have good information. And then, like, in between on rides and stuff, you lose cell service. I just felt so, like, isolated in New York. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're around so many people, yeah. but you're all so, like, independent at the same time. That is very true. And nobody's really trying to help you. Like, the second you're asking for help, you're like, what do you want? <laughs> Why are you talking to me? Do you... This is one of my questions. Like, do you go from neighborhood to neighborhood quite a bit or are you typically in your little area? I would say uh, weekdays I stay in my area, like all my gym, everything is like in the same community. But on the weekends and stuff like that, like I go into the city a lot. My job is also like in the city. So twice a week I go over there for that. Mm -hmm. Fabric shops, everything. Yeah, I move around quite a bit. It is it's pretty easy to move around. Yeah, it is. Is it? Are you getting crushed financially? Yeah. No, yeah. 100%, <laughs> um, 100% baby. It's just like ridiculous to be honest. And it's not even like rent is fine. It's everything. Like everything yeah. is just, it, it's crazy. You go to the grocery store, you buy like a couple of things. And I'm like, uh, I feel like I just got got. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Can yeah, it's I like bargain at the grocery store? $70 for like a sandwich and like apples and <laughs> the weirdest eggs. things. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh my eggs. Gosh. At least $5 for any type of like egg situation that you want. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? It's How almost- am I going to get games like Literally, this? Literally. I was fuck. like, my, I'm supposed to eat so much protein a day. I can't afford it. <laughs> My friend Nasil lived there and she was talking about how like she came back from being in New York for six months or something and she was just like gone and her boyfriend's like, what are you like, what is going on? And she's like, I just, I can't pay for food there. I'm like, I'm walking around so much and she's already very thin, but like you just lose weight in New York yeah. from like, like, oh, I could spend $12 on a burrito or just kind of make it work for the rest of the day. That's definitely one thing about being back is like people feel feeding me all the time my parents last time i came back i went through some tough situations so i was like extra skinny and they were concerned they were just like so are you eating like what's going on and i'm just like you haven't seen me in nine months so yeah like i do look different but yeah you're moving around constantly send me eggs like, send that's me all eggs. like if you actually can get me a subscription that'd be great yeah. um <laughs> so i don't have to leave my house um are you living alone too no i have roommates okay how's that because uh, it's probably about the size <laughs> of this room right now right no no my apartment's nice, nice. i i found a good spot i mean it's navigating living with people from all over that just like are accustomed to different lifestyles and the thing is like when you find a nice apartment you're really trying to make it work with your roommates because you don't want to leave the apartment oh yeah um yeah (laughs) yeah that's that's the situation that arises um right now i'm just like i need more space but it's so I'm just rethinking my whole life right now. I there's a lot of things boopity booping in, in the brain about what I want my lifestyle to look like in a year because I'm I'm in a place where I'm okay. But obviously I want to be better, you know. Yeah. What's what does that growth look like? And if it's in New York or not, I really don't want to make it work there. But I also want a certain lifestyle that I feel like that I'm aiming for. Like I don't want to struggle forever. Like that's not it's the vibe. Tricky, yeah. Do you feel like in New York, like you can only do like a couple things in a day. Like, cause when I was there, I spent, I'd be like, Oh, I want to do all this stuff in a day. And you do like two of those things. And then just time, like it's moving so fast and so slow at the same time. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I would say when people come to visit 
and they're like, I want to do this and I want to do this and I want to do this. And I was like, I love this plan. I needed to prioritize two things because people don't account for the travel time. If you're getting on the train and you're going from Brooklyn to Manhattan, 30 to an hour, like that's mm-hmm. just it, right? So it's like, yeah, we're, we can spend two hours at the museum. We can go thrifting. We can do this. But you have to account for the time in between. We're going to be literally moving. Even yeah. if it doesn't feel like we're doing anything, that's where most of your day goes. Yeah. Uh, but it's no. It's like going yeah. from Everett to Tacoma. Yeah. You know, it's like it's a lot of travel time. It is a lot of travel And you have to time. think of the train like as if you were in a car. 100%. And I think that's why people move so quickly. Like when you're on your way somewhere there, you're like, this is the this is literally the time frame that I can cut yeah. the most if I'm moving quickly. So I'll get the fuck out of my way because I if I don't catch this train, I'm going to be standstill for 10 minutes, which is really going to add like 20 more yeah. in the longer run. Yeah. One trick somebody taught me when I was there because like your phone will pull up like, hey, take these three trains. Mm-hmm. And he's like, look, if you can get to that third train without taking the other two, like you're going to save a lot of time if you just walk because you spend way more time queuing like at the actual subway. And then when the train is coming, you see the rush of people like just booking it to get. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's pretty wild. But I, I really enjoyed New York. But at the same time, it was like, it just everything like I felt like when I got back here, I, I wanted to like just spread my arm, like just like the space, you know, like everywhere you're at, like your bed small, your shower small, like you just like every it's you, I mean, you'd probably be OK, but like it's <laughs> we are small women. So I guess everything is it's OK. I don't think it's that is that bad. But Seattle's just definitely more calm overall. Like I have peace and serenity you know, yeah. when I'm here. Yeah, you can hear the birds. It's the people are definitely different. Oh, the people are so different. Mm-hmm. Uh, making friends has been kind of a my friendships overall have been all over the place. I feel like last year was a lot of growth and actually coming home was really funny because I hadn't seen some people in a year. And, you know, your friendships change when you don't hang out with people every day. And I have friends who tell me about other friends and obviously people vent to me because I'm not there. So I I saw them on Saturday, like everybody. And it was just like, even my ex-boyfriend, his new girlfriend, it was a whole ass kiki. And the thing is, because I have nothing to lose because I leave in like a week. This isn't the military guy, right? The Kuwait guy? We don't talk about him. We don't talk about Kuwait. No, recently, Adam, (laughs) recently this man got on TikTok. I showed him the TikTok. He showed it to you before I got... (laughs) We can edit things out that we need to, right? Keep it. I don't care. But like, damn, son. Quoting the podcast and everything. There's a lot of pop, like Funko Pops there. Or whatever those things are called. Yeah, it was a really... Listen, I'm not giving any more men chances, okay? Um, I was giving the boy a chance. It wasn't what I usually go for. And, you know, he decided that he wanted to be super fucking disrespectful. So... We're not going down the Funko route no more. Um, if you have Funkos, please stay out of my life. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> anti-Funko. Yeah. We're anti-Funko with this podcast. I feel bad. I'm, I'm going to be right by that place tonight. Like oh, I, the Funko my, the, headquarters? Yeah, the show I do is you know, over by there. Back in the past when I thought I was in love, I was like, oh, like if you ever come to Seattle, I have like a really fun date idea. Oh, he wasn't even from here? He was just into those things? Oh, yeah. He lives no, in New York. They're popular. Like, they're very popular. Yeah, I everywhere. had no idea. People love that shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Yeah, but it was not. Other ex-boyfriends. No, no, no. Other uh, ex-boyfriend. My, my real ex. Um, And all my friends. So, yeah, I had nothing to lose. So, I kind of just, like, 
told that people asked. People poked me a little bit, and I I opened up like a sack of potatoes. I was like, oh yeah. They were like, Bernice, we used to be so close. Like, why don't you fuck with me anymore? And I was like, oh, because you talk shit about my other friend, and I do have my loyalties are hers. And then I do I did say that in front of everybody. So then they were like, oh my god, no way. And I was like, yeah, let me show you the receipts real quick. Um, so I opened a lot of conversations that maybe oh, I could have handled a little. Actually, no, I think I handled it quite well because uh, at the end of the day, it's like be fucking for real. Let's it's also real. Uh, people don't ever talk about this but like it's really hard to be in a relationship and be doing this like you want to be open on your podcast and like talk about stuff but at the same time it's like shit starts happening you're like one week like this person is amazing and then like three weeks later like this is this was one of the worst decisions of my life and and you want to be yourself and experiencing but the the timeline of it just ends up screwing you over it's so embarrassing when i'm like oh my god i told a podcast about you i mean (laughs) I fucking talked about my breakup and then I got back with him by the next episode. Like, come yeah. on, be fucking for real. You like, gotta be real out here, but at the same time, it's it's my, if you looked at like TV like that, like th- TV shows from five years ago, and you rewatch them, like The Office, for example, like it doesn't age very well. And the same yeah. thing kind of applies with podcasting, where you're like, whatever you're gonna say two years, you're gonna look back at this episode and be like, oh, what were we talking about? Like, you know. We stay on, at least we stay on the right side of history. I'll say that. Like, yeah. at least we don't say anything fucking outlandish. The only Give it th- time. It it happens. I don't think so. We're I just mean, not I'm those sure girls. in 10 years if Maybe. you listen to things back and things like say being progressive and whatever there'll be new ideals new things that come up i mean maybe the thing we've said about like bald men that might come back but that's about it that's the only slander we've what, really what done. is this about like i feel i think i'm not fully bald but if i'm like you have ever wronged a woman your hairline recedes a little more and more and more don't trust a man with the receding you have hairline. a great hairline Thank adam you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know- you know who actually told me that once? Yeah. It was really weird. Macklemore. Yeah. I did a comedy competition <laughs> down at Nate's Club. Uh-huh. And he's like, man, I liked your comedy, but I just got to say, great hairline. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Like, that was the only time anybody's ever said that. You know, but. oh my God. I have never told my Macklemore story on the podcast. When I was 16, I was looking at the new Nike retros. And Malcolmore was there, and I was there with my friend. We're like, oh, my God, we have to ask for a picture. But I was like, let me play it fucking cool, right? And the dude who was taking a picture was like, you're getting a picture with Malcolmore. Like, I think you should be a little bit more excited. And I literally go, mm, yeah, I hang out with Saul, so, like, rap stars don't phase oh. me. And he started dying laughing because I'm, like, 16 years old. He goes, rap stars don't phase me. That's good. And I literally was like, oh, my fucking God. But... I Do thought, you have that picture still? Oh my god, it's on my Nokia slide. If I can find you, it, you got to put that up yeah. on Instagram you know? for sure. This Do you is- know? You know, Soul though. Um, I was Saul tattoo. Really? Uh, I was his groupie for years and years and years. Most people don't know his music, and I like yeah. I went and saw him live. I fuck, I love his music. Yeah, I've He's... been. I've literally got a Saul tattoo when I was eighteen, and I've been. I literally. I mean, I. It's so cool being from a city because you like go to university and you talk to people who like lived in Hobunk, Washington, and like did fucking wheelies and cornfields for fun. Yeah, I was and, there this weekend. <laughs> Yeah, and then you're like, oh, yeah, no, like, in high school, I was just, like, a little hip Seattle hip-hop groupie. It was so fun. I usually would just bus around and go to all these shows for, like, $10, $15, you know? 
Because shows at the show box in Numos used to be like 10, 15 bucks. Yeah. Now they're like 35. Do you but... know Jordan Callahan? Jordan Gioni is what he goes by? No. Okay. He, I just interviewed him. He was like a showrunner at Numos mm. and shit. So you probably know I him. Probably but do. Yeah. It's a small community like Seattle yeah. music. I just, so... I've had a bunch of like musicians from Seattle on my podcast and like, Every time I do it's music crushes conversation and comedy every time. Like hearing somebody perform live. If you guys can ever have somebody on, it's the shit. Live music. I love it. Idea. Idea. Stay tuned. Yeah. Actually, this is a really good segue into what we're talking about today. Expectation versus reality. You know, sometimes we meet celebrities. There's a big thing that's like, don't meet your heroes. So should we get into? Let's do it. That's like the longest intro ever. That was all intro? Yeah. Expectations versus reality. We basically wanted to talk about like things that we've had expectations on versus reality. And we asked our friend group when we had little din din, when we had a little girls night dinner, which is so fun. I haven't had one of those in forever with Berenice. And one of my friends said, I thought I'd have more money by now. And I was like, word. Word. <laughs> Yeah, I thought my life would be at a different place. I just remember like growing up and being like, yeah, by 26, I will have found the love of my life. Maybe like I'll be married. I'll have a house. Um, Yeah. I, 27 I, was the, the age for me. I was like, I'm going to have kids and a family yeah. at 27. I, I said 25. I was like, I want to be in. I want to meet my boyfriend in college and then in my sophomore year. And then I want to get engaged by like 21. That was just when stuff started getting fun though, sophomore year of college. like I was having fun before then. Yeah. But uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then have kids by like 25. I'm 28 now. I'm probably, I'm going to freeze my eggs actually. Yeah. Um. So I don't have to worry about Send it. it. I I'm mean, 33 and I. I are mean, you sweating it? Like what's going on? No, I'm I'm good. Like I'm <laughs> the know, happiest I mean, I've been, I think. Okay. That's good. I We have a friend who just had a baby and she's like a year younger than us. And I look at her and I'm like, she just looks like a little weeby baby, like teen pregnancy. Teen pregnancy. And then she posted like a B reel of this like kid sucking on a titty. And like obviously, like she was pregnant before that. So I didn't really think, like, oh my God, there's actually going to be a human being. And I was like, who's that sucking on her titty? Like, <laughs> I just still can't grasp it. <laughs> It's weird when it's your friends. Yeah. It just is so different because you're like, I grew up with this person. I yeah. hung out. I've seen this person black out at parties. Exactly. And like, and I now saw you three locos in. Yeah. Yeah. It's Break very ups, strange. Boyfriends, all that. Yeah. I would say I felt like at like 26 to 29, there seemed like to be this like kind of pressure cooker type feeling where everybody I knew was like, okay, I got to get married now. I got to have kids and shit. And if you just wait that out. And get to the other side of it. People start getting divorced. Yeah. And making, feeling regret. And then like you kind of get to this sweet spot like 30 to 33 where you're like, I want to like, I'll, I'll make the decision I want to make. But then I think anything past that, you're like, you're late to the party. You're trying to find a seat. And it's different for guys where like guys can date down easier, I think. If yeah. you get, mm -hmm. if you get like a girl at 35, she's probably dating up still. And then yeah. like you want to be with a 45 year old guy. Yeah, I mean, I'm dating an older man. Sometimes it freaks me out. He's 35, so fucking old. But yeah, you know. We've talked about that, how when we age like men, their dating pool gets larger mm -hmm. and then women's get smaller. So I feel like I'm older. I'm not like really worried about like this whole like getting married RDL. Like obviously no. I'm not, but it does make me think, <laughs> oh my God, 
I just think it's crazy that I thought I was emotionally rich. I thought I think it's crazy that at 16, I was like, yeah, in 10 years, I'm gonna be super emotionally ready and have all the money I need to support a family. While you were like playing video games yeah, in the basement or something. Like, <laughs> like okay. I'm gonna have it figured yeah. out. I'm not doing anything <laughs> right now to deal with this, but it will be solved. It's it just happens so. I also think your your priorities just change mm-hmm. too. Like you think, oh, when I get to this point that that I'm gonna like care about that thing. You care less a lot of the time. I mean, if I did want to get married, I probably could have. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I had put that as a priority, but it's never really been a priority for me. After I realized how much I was obsessed with weddings when I was little, Mm. I literally... Because they're fun. They're so cute. Like, it's like princess (laughs) and like... I found out how much a wedding I would want would cost. Like, I literally would have to have, like, Kim Kardashian money to have, like, my ideal wedding. I so, hate weddings so much. Really? I do, oh, I can't really? handle them. Why? Well, I don't drink, so that's oh, part yeah. of it. Yeah. But no, it's not to, like, shit on it. I just, I, it's so funny to hear the other side of it. I I'm mean, like, yeah, I don't drink anymore now either. And I was thinking hypothetically, like, oh, I don't want to pay for an open bar now. Like, what the fuck? Oh. Like, have you ever so been expensive. to a Mexican wedding? I haven't. I'll take you to one. I've heard... <laughs> Those are fun. You, you can be sober good. and they're just still a good time, you know? Yeah. I went to this wedding in eastern Washington. First mistake. And it was, it was, uh, <laughs> fuck, what school was it? Can't remember what school, but it was near Spokane. They had a thing, like I had already graduated. I was working and I was dating this girl that was younger and she wanted me to like come with to this thing. And they had a, a saying at the school, like ring by spring. So like mm-hmm. by spring semester of senior year, you proposed and so like all these people are at oh, the God. wedding and they're like 20 years old and they're like, it's normal. Like some of them, I, I don't think anybody was pregnant. That would have been like, yeah. but I think they all waited <laughs> to have sex until marriage. So that was like what was pushing it. It was fucking wild. Beautiful yeah. people. Though. All of them were like gorgeous in the, like they fucking great looking people, but it was the strength. They were talking about each other like. They had known each other forever. And it's like, you guys met last semester. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on here? And it is beyond me what happens in that side of the state. Um, I don't claim that energy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I you, the mentality you, is so different. You, Yakima, is that right? Where no. you were from? No. Fuck no. I, oh, I'm thinking of, sorry, I had. We just um, went to school over in Eastern Washington. So we met a lot of the people from that area. Okay, and, yeah. 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 Their mentality is quite different. It's. It's very like well you grow up in tiny little towns where like they base around religion and whatever like the community is into so yeah i just yeah. went to notches or notches it's near like packwood okay and i did a show like it was a lodge up on a mountain like isolated mountain it was the most like right-wing people mm. i've ever mm, been around yes. like some I don't even want to say some of the shit I heard the audience <laughs> say, but I'm like, this is why, like, it took me all of this time. I've been in Washington for 10 years and I just didn't see like the division. I had seen the left, but then hearing the right, like in real time. And like, like I, I have a new bit about Brokeback Mountain and it's like on Netflix and I'm like working through it right now. But as soon as I brought up the name <laughs> of the movie, they started losing their fucking mind. And I'm like, this is why people are so like angry on the left side. Like it's, I just, I hadn't seen it before. It was that like quiet majority. So I'm like, I'm somewhere in the middle, but fuck that was like, I would just wasn't expect. I've never seen that in Washington before. Baby. Oh God. Yeah. You gotta, I don't, don't get out. Yeah, I was, I was gonna, gonna say, say, don't get out there. Yeah. Well, that's, I, 
that's I'm happy I went to school over there because it got to a little bit of a fucking reality check that another expectation versus reality. Yeah. Was, yeah college experience. It's just like Indiana over there. Like that's. That's what it. I well, went and, to school over there. It's very interesting because a lot of people will say Confederate flag is fucking Southern pride, but then you're like, you're like the furthest away from the deep South that you can get. Tell Do me they your, wave them there? Southern Hell roots. yeah, that's wild. It's it's uncomfy, and also you'll if you go closer <laughs> to Canada and kind of in the boonies up north, same fucking thing, and oh, you're yeah. like. What the fuck? Honestly, dude? I think it's so embarrassing when somebody bases their entire personality around something that's offensive to somebody else. Like, yeah, that's your depth. That that's the on thing both you sides too. Coin. Both sides. It's it's just a weird way to identify. It's just that's who I am. It's like I hate this thing, so oh, that's yeah. who I am. Like a group of people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Alberta, I heard is is very bad. Like it's oh, the yeah, that's like weird. Texas of Canada is what I've heard, which is yeah, yeah. the white supremacy is growing in Canada, which is really, it's crazy. It's really scary. We got, it's a scary times to be in. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Expectations versus reality. This is, so my grandma's a hundred years old and she's in the hospital right now sending thoughts and prayers, but it's crazy because she came to this country and uh, I don't really love this story, but my grandpa like kind of lied to her about how bad racism was in America because he knew like she's straight up not going to come because we're from Barbados. So like, why the fuck would she want to leave like pretty socialist country where you have education, healthcare, everyone's treated the same to come to America. And she was like, it was so trippy because she was like, when I came to America, I saw they had separate churches for like black people and white people, but we like, we worship the same God. So like, why are we separate? And she's talking to me about that. She's 100 years old. And TikTok, it's like 100 years later. Well, now it's 60 years later from her immigrating here. And we still have some big issues. Yeah. That um, sucks. That must be such a trip talking to her, though. Yeah. Like, for like 100 years of life. She's fucking hilarious. Like, she literally is really fucking funny. And I honestly think a lot of my humor is from her. Um <laughs> Another expectation versus reality. I honestly am so happy with how funny life is. Like comedic. It's, like it's ev- just so fucking funny. I think you have to have the right mentality for for it though. Like my favorite genre is horror satire because I really relate to it. I feel like there's so many things that have happened in my life that I'm like, I could have really like sat there and internalized this and turned this into hate. I'm gonna make this funny because it's the only way I have to cope, right? So yeah. sometimes something will happen that I am just like, oh my god, that's awful. But I'm like, but how funny is that that, that just went down? What What's like a main title for horror satire? like give me some context here um one that just came out is the menu oh i, I watched love that the menu. yeah i didn't finish it yet so don't f- it's what that's <laughs> one of my favorite movies of the year yeah i watched that last night that's like a really good example where it's like yeah. there's just such comedic moments but it's also like so dark yeah. yeah yeah is uh the glass onion is that one too i have not watched the glass onion that's more like it, it's it's similar i think another one um i think there's like fresh it's like like dude that does like he's a cannibal he eats women yeah there's also there's like a lot i mean use kind of horror satire in a way yeah. um there's a lot but yeah th- I, I also think the darkest moments can be the funniest like i was visiting my grandma and I walk into her room and there's like a hundred and three year old white lady there. And I was like, what the fuck? Like <laughs> and for a second, it didn't register that, that it wasn't my grandma. And I thought she just had like lost a lot of weight and became white overnight. <laughs> 
And then I realized it's not my fucking grandma, but it took me way too fucking long. And then a nurse was like, she was moved. And I was like, I was just staring at this other hundred year old lady. She's staring at me. We're staring at each other. And it was really fucking funny, but. <laughs> this is not my grandma. Yeah. It has to be here. Can you imagine if age did that to you? Changed your whole fucking race. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. I think one of the funniest things, uh, expectations versus reality is like crushes. When you find somebody like really cute at first, but then you get to know them. Yeah. And sometimes it just doesn't match up. Or you actually end up having something with them and you're really infatuated. And then you re-meet them like a year later and you're like, you're the most disgusting person I've ever met. Why did I ever like you? Well, I think it's because we're good people. So we like look into people's <laughs> souls and like them for their souls. But then once we realize they have nasty souls, we're like, oh, my God, you're fucking ugly, too. Like, fuck. <laughs> have you ever had that thing where, like, you're always single when somebody else is in a relationship? Like, you, you both kind of like each other, but you've never been able to date because one of you is always in a relationship? Not no. anymore. Okay. I don't think so. That was like a high school middle school thing yeah because there was there's one girl that i always like it, we were just never on the same schedule mm. and we had like a brief moment where it did happen and then she ended up getting engaged and got married and oh. shit <laughs> shit but like <laughs> i can't imagine that if i actually ended up with that person it would be anywhere close to what that expectation of yeah. like just because it had been since high school right yeah. like oh, like yeah. i was like 16 and like, oh, I've always liked this person or whatever. And I met her in a weird way, like through uh, like her brother was on my brother's hockey team. So it was always like, oh, who's that girl over there or whatever. And if we actually hung out, we probably wouldn't actually like each other that much. It's just been fucking 15 years of expectation. I had that. I have that yeah. with people. I even thought about hitting them up when I was in town. I'm like, I have nothing to lose. I, I'll leave in seven days. And if he doesn't message me back, I'll block him and pretend it never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Just unsend the message. I've like had a situation where a guy's like in a relationship and he like, for whatever fucking reason, decides he wants to like me. And I'm like, no, you don't even like me. You just like the idea of cheating on your girlfriend. Like, be fucking for real. Like, I don't think you'd actually like me. And yeah, sometimes hooking up with people is my biggest expectation versus reality moment where I was like, I liked you. And now that I'm in here, I kind of don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> I kind of want to go. Does that happen to you? Um, I mean, there's a part of me that like, you know, like there's a part of like the chase where it's like, let me try and see if I can bag this guy. And then you go to his house and you're like, I don't know. His bathroom like, is got really dirty. In yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> Or I one time went to somebody's house and I was like, this is like giving like American Psycho. Like, it's almost like too fucking clean in here. Like, why don't you have any accoutrements or decorations You're in talking your house? about my apartment. No. <laughs> no I'm living with somebody problem. now, so it's better. But okay. no, I okay. <laughs> it, it is. Like, it's, it's, I don't know. Oh, it's weird. Yeah. It for sure is weird. Yeah. It's the worst because it was so cute and giddy. And now I'm like, I don't think I ever really need to see you again. I've had it like probably the worst thing for me is because I don't drink or like I don't do anything like I'll be hanging out somewhere and then somebody will like have some drinks in them and they like come up to me and they're like ends up proceeding. And then I'm like, I don't want to do. Yeah, I, it's weird because I feel creepy. And then mm -hmm. if I in the times of the past where like I've been dating somebody and there are they are drinking and we start hooking up, I'm like. They like start hitting me and shit, <laughs> and like, like I want it rough, and like I literally got punched in the face once Jesus. from this girl, 
And I'm like, okay, like I, I let it keep, like we finished, but afterwards it's like, I don't ever want to do that again. And that's been my experience. <laughs> that's such a firm boundaries. Like I, I'm either creepy or feel like I'm being yeah, like attacked essentially. Yeah. Like, well, that's a good lesson in consent, you know? Yeah. Is that like, that's good that you have that feeling that this is a little off. Because I mean, it, it definitely... You can yeah. catch a vibe pretty quickly when the other person like isn't into it. I, Not if I, you're I, hammered though. That's that. It's a weird like backwards consent thing where if somebody is like they're drunk and you're sober, like you're the only one at the party that's sober. If you feel weird and then yeah. you also feel like you have like superpowers kind of because everybody's making like really bad decisions <laughs> so i'm sure there's some people that just like creep in that way like yeah it's like the the sober guy at the party might be the creepiest one there one well i mean you it's a rule of thumb always like watch your surroundings because some men will act like they're drinking and they're not drinking yeah and then they'll, they'll wait for you to be drunk that's fuck yeah yeah i i don't go out enough to realize it but now I'm gonna just feel weird having a glass of like, like I gotta I, get something. I had a really weird situation happen at a show that where I was drinking soda water with lime, right? And I was chugging. <laughs> I love me a sparky water, it's good. so I was literally a ch- good club soda. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I drank like legit like three of them, and then this other comedian was like, "I want to pay for your drinks. So let's hang out." And I was like, "No, but that's so weird." And I was taught, I was at the bar, and the guy was like, "You're drinking." soda water i'm not gonna charge you and this guy was like you've been drinking soda water this whole time and i was like you thought i was just straight drinking like double vodka sodas that makes me so uncomfy and he literally got engaged and had a kid like two months later like do i know you probably do anyways and i was like (laughs) i was thinking about that the other day i was like wow that is so uncomfy yeah it's a great like anytime i go out when i'm not drinking i'm definitely i have something in my hand just to be social because when people will say like, oh, you're not drinking, I'm like, I don't want to fucking talk about it. I'll just have this club soda in my hand. And then you get to see how everybody acts when they think yeah. that you're drunk too. What do you guys think about like NA beers? Like if you saw somebody with a O'Doul's, is that creepy or is it? I don't, I don't know. It, it's becoming so much more normalized. I think they're gross. I've they're not. They're not great. They're, they're I, not good. They're not good. So it part tastes of... like beer, like flat beer. Yeah. yeah. And also I don't know enough like brands of like NA beers. So like I couldn't tell you like if you were drinking one i'd be like okay whatever yeah but i'm also like not judging other people based on like what yeah. they're drinking honestly i actually when people go out and they're like sober i'm like vibes yeah probably will be the first to go if you home see somebody with soda water though or you're like what the fuck are you doing here you, drinking you can't three tell of those? though you can't tell yeah it's great yeah, that's that's. Were you doing it with a straw though, or like? Yeah, it, I always do it with a straw. Okay, so tall glass, and he thought you were just pounding. Yeah, him. that's what I was saying. That I was, makes more sense. I thought you meant like like half stacked. No, glass. they. He thought I was just pounding vodka, and I was like, "That's so uncomfy <laughs> that you just like come up to me, and be like, let me pay for all this vodka you drink." And I was like, "This was an open mic that was like maybe like two hours," and I was like, "That's like a lot of liquor for this person." Yeah. Like, and you would ready. smell it on you if you're yeah. drinking that much vodka. You like. As somebody at oh, the yeah, party sure. who's not drinking, I smell all of you. Like there, it definitely certain drinks. Stink. I can't even, dude. I can't even do hand sanitizer anymore because I'm like, <laughs> I fucking used to drink this shit. Basically, yeah. It's literally some hand sanitizer tastes like burn or smells like burnets, and it's like one fifty one. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Right back to that place. <laughs> you want to hear something terrible? 
<laughs> the guys that lived across me in the hall in college. I don't know if it was Burnett's, but it was, like that's vodka, right? Yeah. We had a, not we, they did. They had like a huge uh, Grey Goose bottle. Like just fucking, it was like from here, I don't know, two feet high bottle. Yeah. And every time there would be a party, they would go and get Burnett's and fill it up. And I just remember like all these girls came over one night and they're like, fucking yeah, like gray goose and i asked him was like one ripped a shot and i was like how is it and she's like gray goose is the best and, <laughs> and I was, like i just i felt so bad but like gray goose dupe yeah. <laughs> you know it's funny because like honestly i don't want to be like i could tell but burnett's is fucking rough okay and, <laughs> but all vodka is pretty bad like the only time i can tell the difference in liquor is tequila you know when you can actually tell the next day when yeah. you wake up and you're like your head, yeah. it's not yeah. a normal head, like it f- fucking hurts. Like that's where the liquor that, makes a difference. That is very true. My the, When I first moved to New York, my roommate, <clears throat> whenever you go out in New York, there's like promoter tables. They offer you cheap, cheap liquor like for free to the, with the women. Um, and she'd always be like, I don't drink that because tomorrow you're going to be shitting your brains out. And I was like, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, 100%. Like, that's exactly what happened. And then I was like, maybe I need to change my ways. And yeah, drinking nicer alcohol does make you feel slightly better. Wait, it makes you shit? Alcohol? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't drank for 12 years. Oh, yeah. It it makes you have the shits. (laughs) At least me. It makes me have the shits. (laughs) (laughs) It really just depends on what you're drinking. I mean, none of it is great for you. Like, you always feel bloated. You can get sick from just like drinking, like going on a bender. You can make really poor choices. Yeah, especially to getting older too. It like it oh affects God. you differently. Yeah, it does. It's crazy. It's really crazy. And like, obviously, I I'm training for a marathon right now, and like, I can't even like I used to back when I first started running. I was did cross country in high school. I used to drink two locos. And I would go run. <laughs> And I thought I was going to yeah. be able to drink like that forever. Wait, you drink two Four Locos? I would drink two Four Locos back when they had caffeine in it. Mm-hmm. I would wake up the next day and run a 5K in like 22 minutes. What the fuck? Straight yeah, up. Yeah, because you, you bounce know, back, you like, bounce so back. quick when you're young. Like I literally drink all night, then show up to my gymnastics practice 8 a.m. in the morning. Ready to go. That's another expectation versus reality. I really wish I would have savored my body. Savored my body. That seems weird. But like, you know, like enjoyed my body waking up without aches and pains and everything. Like my back is going. I'm fucking. <laughs> my knees. No, literally. <laughs> all of us have spine support right now. Literally the lumbar support we got going. Comfy. I, uh, you know. Young young kids, enjoy your body. I've I've been hard on my body, but the car is where it gets me. Yeah, because I I did like seven hours of driving in twenty four the other day, and I'm like, what the f-? like? I gotta start doing yoga. I think just your legs, yoga, like Pilates. hips, all that shit, and just sitting like that. It's not good. I need I need to get like a chair like that for my car. Yeah, I, I literally, <laughs> it's funny because people are like, your gaming chair, and I was like, this just has great lumbar support. Yeah. This is what I. <laughs> That's the best part about quitting my job is not having to be in those fucking chairs all day. I'm next. Fucking mark you my should. words. You yeah. should. 
Yeah. Um, a big expectation versus reality for me has been uh I thought that I drive in my life. I thought I probably will own a vehicle someday. I don't have a license. I've never like <laughs> in a car. And that's a, something I didn't meet, but honestly, it's turned out better than I expected. Looking back, a lot of friends that got like cars in high school were drinking and driving. Like, let's be real. I never had to be DD. I never put myself in that position and probably it saved my fucking life because I was a reckless high schooler. Yeah. And now I'm a passenger princess. Honestly, couldn't be happier. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't have to drive through a McDonald's too at like 11.59 with a bunch of drunk people in the background yelling out their order. I was the drunk person in the background yeah. yelling yeah. my order. I've lived my best They're life. out of McNuggets. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I, I thought I'd be able to. Me and Bernie say, do you know how to ride a bike? Listen. We still don't know how to ride a bike. I don't know bike. how to ride a really? bike. Neither no. of us. We've never. Every single person that has tried to teach me how to ride a bike has massively disappointed me in my life. So maybe it's just like not something I'm meant to do or something I'm meant to do alone. Like I'm just going to have to figure that out by myself. We, my coworkers were talking about like New Year's resolutions and I was like, oh, you know what? This year I'm going to learn how to ride a bike. You know, just because that's like the most like bare minimum, you know, like yeah, let me okay. just give you a little something about myself because none of my coworkers know me. I fucking put on a facade. And she was like, oh, like, what? Did you have no childhood? And I was like, well, you now know, that you mentioned it, now that you mentioned it, <laughs> it feels that way right now. <laughs> There's a lot of trauma and some blank spots. And, and she was like, there. she was like, she was like, I'm joking. I was like, don't joke about trauma, bitch. You don't fucking know me. <laughs> I know I seem sane. Right? You don't know what's going on up here. Yeah. Uh, my overall I think biggest expectation in reality moment is I thought when I was younger that being an adult would feel differently like being an adult you would know what you're doing but it really turns out you never know what you're doing yeah yeah I think it's because you think your parents know what they're doing yeah and I would look at adults and be like oh my god they just like carry themselves so well and now that I've arrived I'm like I don't like this yeah you just gave them the benefit of the doubt your entire life I thought I'd be competent I thought I'd be like oh my god i just know what i'm doing and i'm navigating these things just like but no yeah, and you still like all the shit you liked when you were a kid too like for the most part it's like i i still like video games and shit like super nintendo or whatever like if i could i miss that stuff more than anything i'm like i wish i could go back and i wish i could go back and do some of those things the same like sleepovers and like hang out with friends and shit you like can that. still do it adam yeah it uh <laughs> It might be a little weird with my living situation right now, but I guess I, guess I, I kind of did that this weekend. And it For was a comedy? A, yeah. That's it was, fun. I ended up in a, a fucking cabin with four dudes, and two of which I didn't know were going to be there, and both of which were like over the age of 55. And they everybody got hammered drunk. It was like four o'clock in the morning, and I wake up to like this dude standing over his bed with a flashlight. What? And I'm like what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> and I, I like gave him like 15 minutes. I'm sitting there. I'm like, I put my head or earplugs in. I'm like, this is going to be fine. And he just keeps, he keeps moving around. He's talking to him. So never met this guy before in my life. And I finally, I just go, Hey man, what are you doing? And he's like, dude, I, I was really counting on this sandwich in my bag. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, yeah. Then the other guy took the couch and like, I just, I snore a lot. And I'm like, I didn't want to keep you awake. I was like, all right, man, I, I understand. Is there anything I can do to help right now? 
He's like, no. And then I'm like, okay, it's four o'clock in the morning. Can you please stop doing what you're doing? Like it was full light, like talking to himself and shit. Literally hits the pillow. And it was a noise that I had never heard a human being make. Like it was like wild boar, animal kingdom with like tentacle sounds and shit. And I'm just like. Not sleeping anymore. I went downstairs. I swapped with somebody else. But fuck, like, I don't miss that aspect of, like, being around other people. There is, I mean, you're living in a great place right now. Like, this, it's. Yeah, I have a degenerate for a roommate, so. Yeah. (laughs) Love him. (laughs) Living with people is hard. Well, it's just, I'm like, especially since I've stopped drinking recently, I'm so much more neat and tidy and like Mm -hmm. OCD. Like, honestly, I've been my big goal for this year, expectation versus reality. I thought I would be diagnosed with everything I'm going to ever have by now. And I don't think I am. There's something underlying. So that's what we're going to do in 2023. Yay. I'm excited about it. I like that. Yeah. I need to go back to a therapist. I always like. Me too. I always go to a therapist. (laughs) Feel like. I just feel like I haven't found the right therapist. January, that's how everybody's feeling. I, I was driving home yesterday. I was like, I should go back to therapy. It's, I mean, I the only reason I stopped is because we had like a whole situation with my insurance. And like, there's like very few things I refuse to handle in my life. But health insurance is one of them. And it's yeah. like kind of part about being a grown up. I like just refuse. It's just too complicated. Every single time they fuck me. And I'm like, I don't even know what I'm paying for at this point. Like, but yeah, I that's thought, a whole podcast episode. <laughs> oh, I know. 100%. Oh, I think therapy is one of those things that like, it, it'll usually meet your expectations. There are things that will meet your expectations. And there are things that I would say one thing that would meet my expectations is situationships that I know are going to end bad and then they end bad. And I'm like, I really knew that's exactly how it was going to end. But I was being an optimist. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it will fuck you over for sure. Yeah. Therapy, though, I was talking to one of my exes, which is always weird, but uh, she is going to therapy now, which is great. And she wanted to talk she about to slide it. back in? No, just uh, <laughs> she's like had a bad breakup and she's like, I need to go get some help. And I told her, I was like, look, this is great, but you actually you, you have to be consistent with it. Like it's it's yeah. going to deliver if you put the work in. Mm-hmm. It's not like. Going to one therapy session is going to no. solve all your problems. And if people no. want help, like it's, there's a lot of resources available, but you do, it's not going to just like work itself out. You got to go, you got to be there accountable and like also get a really good therapist, like That's shop around part. a little bit. And you have to be honest with yourself. I think it's so easy to lie to yourself, but you can lie to yourself all, your, all the time or you can spend thousands of dollars lying to yourself with somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Psychology Today, I think, is a really good website. I had a couple people on to talk about therapy and like resources and shit. And it's it's definitely like it's a bubble or a like a black hole for a lot of people, but that website in particular is really good. Psychology Today. I'll link it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you guys have any lasting thoughts or any other expectations versus realities? How's your life going so far? You feel it's, like life's going the way you planned? Expected. It's good. It's, uh, I mean, I'm really happy with the choice to stop doing that day job. Yeah. And that's, big, that's a big step. It's mm-hmm. scary as shit. And luckily I'm with somebody now that's like super supportive and like awesome. And then I'm just excited about like getting to do stuff like this. And because I wanted to come back on for a while yeah. now and it's been a while since I've seen you and 
like growing my YouTube stuff is awesome. Like we're on YouTube and all like the other platforms, but it just like getting to like really dedicate time to the podcast and like my stand up and yeah. all that and not always be like, oh, I got to do this. And I'm like posting stuff while I'm not so, like it's yeah. it's just nice to like have kind of a clear head and like be doing a lot of creative stuff so I'm thank I appreciate you guys having me on and if anybody listening wants to check out my stuff appreciate it Adam and friends yeah we're, we're on there yeah yeah we're on there it's a good episode I liked that episode we'll have to do another one with video with you guys because it's get, yeah, to, get to come on shy <laughs> yeah yeah but, with my little outfits <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot about the cartoons. We stopped doing the cartoons, but it uh, the video definitely, it's just great for like, you know, Instagram and TikTok mm-hmm. and shit like that. But Very true. Yeah. Elle and I are getting our shit together. We're figuring it out. Bro, it's hard. I, I mean, I'm probably like, it's a lot of hard work. It's, I've, now doing a day job is like sometimes the only thing people can do and i totally get that so me even trying to do two three extra things and like right now i really truly feel like i have like three businesses that i want to scale like if i'm being honest like the podcast myself and then stand-up comedy and it's like you can't do all three at once so i'm excited for this year but the podcast is like my number one priority because it's the one i have the most control over um i have like a little bit of i don't know i had some feedback that my comedy was too dirty or whatever and then it's like do you want to change your comedy and i was like fuck no no i don't (laughs) so let's work on something that i can support myself and i get to make all the rules yeah yeah i would say if you can figure out a place like reddit or just uh youtube like putting just the audio on there if you can it's I mean, nice we have to video, baby. I'm a new to do list. Yeah. We're we're in our new little marketing scheme at the yeah. moment. You might see the the fruits of our labor soon. Who knows? Who knows? Have <laughs> you seen us? We're going viral. I... <laughs> <laughs> the Trump video or whatever. Yeah, we've had a couple of things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I... <laughs> Trump, just... Taylor Swift, you sorority. know, sorority. It's it's crazy what we'll hit on the internet. You never know. Barity says hitting on her own. So proud of her. I swear to God. Fuck yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, it's just cool to you talked about the feedback. Like it's podcasting is like a black hole kind of where you don't yeah. whoever's listening right now, you don't get that much feedback besides like a rate and review. So if you have those places where they can communicate, it's just nice to know what they like and what they don't like. True. That's it, baby. <laughs> that yeah. is true. Well, Adam, thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me. It's good to see you. Yeah, and if you if you can, Fatim and Friends podcast on YouTube and uh I'm just on on Instagram, Adam Tiller, A till fifty five. So I appreciate you guys you coming on or having. Me. I'm doing this yeah, too. I was, yeah. 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 For- uh, I was about to say everything will be tagged in the description box. Thank, Thank you, Adam. Yeah, and you do comedy. Me. Do you have any shows coming up? Too many. When will this be out? Do you know? Wednesday. This Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, quick turnaround, quick. <laughs> if anybody is in uh, Idaho, we have. Some- yeah, yeah, I'll be in, uh, I think, Post Falls, and then, let me see quick. It's all on my Instagram, but Post Falls on the 20th, and then Ponderay on the 21st, and then I'm down in Portland doing a swingers club in Portland. Ooh. Yeah. Are you going to be naked for that, or? I am clothed. Um, Slutty little outfit. I think outfit. everybody's clothed, but. It's not that kind of swingers club? I think everything <laughs> happens after the comedy show, so. Oh. But I'll be in Portland the weekend of the 27th. <laughs> And then Vashon Island, the 28th, 
and then back in Portland the 29th and 30th. So we'll put those check those dates out on Adam's Instagram. Yeah. AdamTillerComedy.com for all my dates. Thank you. Sick. All right. Appreciate okay. it. Both of you. Everybody, that was the podcast. Again, go follow Adam and Fatim and Friends on everything. We'll put it in the description box. As usual, you can also follow us on Instagram, TikTok at thanks the number for your concern. I'm personally at LL Tutor. And I'm at Bernice Diaz M. Bye. Love you. Toodles. Bye.